0: Listening to the Retro Guardian.
1: Okay, now what?
0: Buckle up. Here, here. It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of gum. Groovy. Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll.
1: Bring the noise. Hasta la vista, baby.
0: Retro Guardians Hi, welcome to this week's Retro Guardians. I'm Ben. I'm Jay. We're here to talk a little bit about uh, retro games and consoles of the early eighties. Uh, sorry, late 80s, early
1: 90s. Absolutely, what a time it was. And sitting out here in my uh, little man cave I've, I've certainly got a fair selection of 80s and 90s consoles and games i've got a whole wall of uh, 80s games right here in front of me so uh, this is going to be fun so consoles what did we have ben definitely had atari i think that was the first one that i can personally This is my first yep i had heaps of atari stuff as a kid loved it um but, but I... it wasn't for everyone it wasn't the most popular i think amongst our peers anyway
0: well, I can say about one in particular, and that was a Commodore 64, that gaming one, yeah. on that was a nightmare because it took forever to load in those Tapes. Days. Yes. Floppies.
1: Yep, yes. Um, and then you had the cartridge base systems, So uh, Sega Mega Drive, Master System, and of course, can't forget the good old faithy NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, and the Super Nintendo that came a little bit later.
0: Well, there definitely always was an upgrade every time you did get into a new one. But that, um, I have to say, definitely that early, early 90s, uh, like you said about the Master System not that is the era that sort of sticks in my head. Because the variety of games started coming out a lot more than they had beforehand. You had a very few select games in the 80s. But then by that sort of 90, 91 period, it was an explosion of games. Now not With for some... Amiga. Oh, Amiga yeah. Amiga was big. I forgot about that one too. Yeah, yeah. massive. Yeah, but um, definitely you're talking about All kinds of games in that period of time you know i definitely have to mention um definitely the early mario games are definitely standouts for nintendo but i definitely remember stuff like ones they were selling big like afterburner and double dragon and double dragon i think was one of the first
1: fighting games i can remember yeah that was on amiga um, and particularly also the atari ste range they were sort of your more advanced systems, um, looking at the, the consoles with your 8-bit, um, you know, the graphics of the day were nothing more really than some colours and text, um, and even looking looking up at my shelf here, uh, I think the worst game of all time would have been nothing more than E.T. Um, that was a, a game made for the Atari 2600, and it's got a bit of a cult sort of following at the moment, and it's um it's got a, a very well rep, uh, known reputation of being the worst video game, and it's it's absolutely worst yeah. video game. It's just garbage. It's so. terrible to play, and and the funny thing was the developer had such a limited time period to make this game. They've given him like a ridiculous deadline. It was under that, two months, if I remember oh, correctly. Oh, I, I think it was even less. Yeah. And and I think this this guy was given such ridiculous time pressures, it was never going to be a masterpiece. But he actually sat down with Steven Spielberg and showed him his game before it was released. And, and Spielberg liked it. I, I honestly don't know what he was smoking. But um, I've got a copy here, and it is hands down the most unplayable piece of trash. But it's, yeah, a, a real collectible. Um, if you ha- ha- Do a Google of it, E.T. Atari 2600, you'll see what I mean. But um, And then things progressed. We went from the Atari 2600, which was very, very limited graphics. And we're talking a machine that came out late 70s here. Um, to, you know, your Atari XE and things like that, which upped the, the graphic um, capabilities a little bit. But it was sort of with the Sega Master System, wasn't it, that things changed, and particularly the Nintendo NES. Um, that was a real pivot point in the market, where where things took a turn. You're getting games with just far better quality, good audio tracks, good reasonably good graphics for the day. But the end of the 80s, I can also
0: remember, and you would also agree with me in this, that... Uh PCs started to make an appearance into the yep. schools. It was the early Apples, if I'm not mistaken. We
1: had Apple II. Yep. Yeah,
0: that's right. And I remember some of the early games. There weren't a lot of them, but they were mainly more educational-based. And the one that I definitely have to mention, and Jay would agree with me on this, is Where in the
1: World is Carmen Sandiego? What a good game. I've got great memories of playing that at school. Um, and, and you didn't realise it, but it was giving you geographical knowledge of the world.
0: There's a handful of things from that game I still remember, and one of them is the reference to Jade Horses, and Jade Horses only come from China, and for whatever reason, I still remember that, and I learned that from the game.
1: Oregon Trail was another one. I was about
0: to say that, you beat me to it, but that was an early one that I remember, the text-based ones, yes.
1: Yeah, and then things really moved on. Um we sort of went to super nintendo a little bit later on and that was like quantum leaps wasn't it that one i do
0: remember there were so many more games on that and the quality of street fighter mortal kombat but i remember the quality was better that was the shock it wasn't just the the amount of games it was the quality it was like socks off at the time we're like what what is this yeah, I amazing. <laughs> there was one, I think it was a Robocop versus Terminator one. I couldn't believe it at the time. Because we played one of the early Robocop games. And this was like, you know, like a sprint ahead from that. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe how good these are looking. And that was, yeah, that was like
1: ninety four, ninety five in there. And even then it was impressive. And you remember, you'd spend hours and hours, you'd get to like, you know, 10 levels deep in a game on the console, and, you know, your siblings had knocked the power cord out, or someone would want to watch their TV, and you'd have to turn it off. There was no saving your games back then. Or yeah, cheats to go back to that yeah, spot. Yeah, if you are lucky, you knew the cheats. I remember many times playing Alex
0: the Kid, and I kid you not, you knew you'd have to do it all over again as soon as you died. And as, oh, soon as yeah. you got in some of those tough spots.
1: Yep. And I think there's a massive comeback now, like, uh, just looking over here in my man cave, we've got the C64, which was a remake of the Commodore 64, that's just come out a couple of years ago. And we've got the A500 down at the bottom of the shelf there, the little Amiga 500 replica. You've got a couple of little replica consoles as well, don't you? I
0: do correct. I do have the the first Nintendo. The, yeah. yeah, it just has basic games. I think of just 50. I don't have many more than that. But I do have a Mega Drive mm. Mini, and there's a friend of mine gave it to me for my birthday last year, and there's over 2,000 games on it. We mm. doubled up a couple of times, but it's enough on there that I don't get bored when I play it. I'll find something to play for a while. And there were a few games on the early Mega Drive back in the early 90s. I still love to this day. There are a handful that aren't on there, but there's only a handful. I can honestly say that. But it's still, even now, you you immediately start playing those games. You're back to being a kid again. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Especially those early 90s games. And there was controversy with some of them. I mean it. I mean, I remember people of that period screaming for blood when you had something like Mortal Kombat. Mm. And they considered that too violent at the time. And I laugh at it now because it's not that violent at all now. Yeah, a little yeah, bit of was. blood and guts. But yes, I could understand why they were getting in a tiff because they had not seen anything like
1: this before. It's a first, yeah. Especially the fatalities. Yes, indeed. And I think it was all that sort of cohort back in the day, like us, you know, people that are growing up. Having played these, um, are, are they are the, ma- the main market um, for these new consoles? And they just want to relive that childhood. And like I think we said before, it was simpler times, and these old consoles just bring back some really joyous memories of our upbringing and there's you know, something special about them, which I don't think you quite get on a modern PC playing Fortnite or you know those new games. Although well, some really good new games out there, um, don't don't get me wrong. I just well, think myself, I love special. a lot of the
0: new games too, but yeah. I agree with Jay. There's something missing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I can't pinpoint what it is, and um, I think graphics are so bad it's definitely not the graphics that are missing but I think it's just the way they were crafted and I think it was just maybe memories of being brought up with them. You know simple things like Frogger I'll quite often fire up my Atari 2600 and have a game of Frogger or Carmen San Diego. You know I quite enjoy playing that still and I quite often will fire that up. Um, Personally personally, I'm a fan of the first two Sonic
0: games. Uh, You had the original Sonic on the original Master System and then you had the Sonic on the Mega Drive and the difference between both of them is very different but I still enjoy for nostalgic reasons, playing both of them every now and again. I even like playing Sonic Two with with Tails as well. But yeah, I agree with Jay. I just think there's something that's missing, and I can't vocalise it either.
1: Well, for you, look. I guess in its simplest form, um, I've got two games right up here on my shelf in front of me now: Space Invaders and Pac Man. I mean, they are probably the a couple the of yeah, absolutely, and they are awesome games. Like Space Invaders, I was uh, at the walking past time zone the other day at the shopping center and they've got like a massive version of space invaders um Over 30s yeah and it's still going still going strong and it's popular and uh, you can you can fire that game up and enjoy it pac-man like to this day that's still one of the most uh popular games of all time it's i've
0: actually got on my mega drive jay i've actually got donkey Kong, but it's only the first two levels but i've played it a couple of times recently and i I dare anyone under ten to give it a go and then tell me how they can beat it in one go. Because so I would Donkey love to Kong see that. It
1: was so damn hard. I've got that on my Atari XE and I can never get past the first damn level. Hate it. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> but a awesome game if you've got the skill to play it. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I I just can't. What I do
0: find funny about that now was that was the precursor to the Mario that we love and and play now. But in that game, he wasn't a plumber. He was actually, I think, a carpenter. He had Mm. a tool set that was more sort of hammer-based. So they definitely were thinking about him even then, but he evolved into the Mario that we love and play now by the end of the 80s. I don't think Nintendo at the time were thinking this is going to be our guy.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, there was a bit of trivia about that. I think I heard somewhere the other day. What are the What's the Mario's um, last name? Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario. That's it. The Mario brothers. It's all in the title. But yeah, <laughs> so I chucked that one in there. But yeah, um, I, I think they were plumbers in the NES version, weren't they? They were. Yeah, that's interesting. It was the original. Um, which one were they builders in? It was actually Donkey Kong.
0: It was just Mario and Donkey Kong. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, he had a hammer. It wasn't sort of plunger or anything.
1: The later ones, it was sort of more plumber-based. Oh, of course. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. And just looking online now, it looks like it's still sort of um, coming into new releases, like lots of new fancy graphic ones, but it still maintains a lot of that original sort of side-scrolling platform game with the mushroom head um, antagonists and the other little monsters. It looks really good.
0: You've got the Goombas and you've got the Sniffers and you've got a yeah. lot of the original monsters. Now, whether it's Cooper or Bowser, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's one or the other that's the main villain. But you're still trying to rescue the princess and the basis of that has never changed.
1: And I'm also reading here, it looks like they're releasing another movie.
0: Yeah, Chris Pratt is actually voicing uh, Mario. Yeah,
1: but it's an animation by the looks of it. Yes. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I think that's going to have... Um... Uh, a good following and i noticed that there's still some super mario merch at kmart um which is really surprising i didn't expect to see that it's sort of it's got quite a following well that's the amazing thing about that
0: you when you have something like that that comes along and you're like oh my god and it's just sort of like the basis of what you remember it is always a positive thing just as we were talking, um, someone just sent me um, a photo of something that, once again, as soon as I see it, I'm oh, immediately no way. yeah. It's a video. Yep. Someone just sent that to me. I've just changed my profile pic based on a photo Jay took of me, and immediately someone has sent me a, one of our favorite video stores of the day, and I'm immediately back there as a, as a teenager. That's crazy. Yeah. Small world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think I was just thinking back. I was watching some tapes, old VHS tapes of he's a kid with a couple of our friends and playing the Atari and it had the original um, Mario Brothers not Super Mario's just Mario Brothers Um, another side scroller type of game that I completely forgot that I even had I I never saw it Wow, there you go Uh, yeah I didn't even know I had it It it's crazy Um, but I'll show you a picture of it and you'll you'll remember the the game but it's um, yeah a bit of a blast from the past so good to see oh wow, wow yes i do remember the old music can't go wrong with that (laughs) the turtles he had to kick over and yeah oh wow i haven't seen that in a long time at least more than 20 years yeah it's awesome what other ones did we have i'm trying to think of um some other classics and i think you mentioned a couple like i mean we we had the pc platform i know i had like a 286 and 386 um, PC in the early 90s. Just Um, had to
0: point out one thing about that. Not all of us could afford PCs back then, so you were always grateful when you had a friend that had one, because that was your sort of gateway into the games at that time. It was. So there's one game I definitely got to mention.
1: That's Doom, and Doom was a big game in the early 90s. Yes. Yes. I have to mention Doom. Can't forget that. And there was a whole host of other games that had a similar concept. So things like your Wolfenstein 3D. Definitely Duke Nukem. I put Duke, Duke Nukem. Was another An amazing one. game. Yeah, that was another game, one.
0: Man. And there was another one, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. it. We had Wolfenstein. We had, I think there was another one. Oh, Quake. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yes, yeah. it was Quake. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's another example. Okay, that works. Let's do our version of it. And then eventually, when the Star Wars games exploded in the mid... 90s on the pc you had dark forces which was essentially yep. star wars doom it was
1: yep yep and i think we played that not long ago i've got
0: a copy of it right here yeah i had a copy when they put it onto the playstation
1: and i remember another real popular one
0: was um commander keen oh god that takes me back rick dangerous that's another favorite you, you my cousin introduced me to that one I hated that too hard no it kept me going for hours prince of persia actually. That's definitely a favourite, and that definitely brings back memories as well. Also difficult.
1: Yes, yes. And I think we had it at school, if I'm not mistaken. It was briefly on the school. I actually think you're right. Yeah, Yeah, we had Prince of Persia at school. I'm surprised. Like, I think these days there'd be no chance of having any game with any killing at school. No, to PC. Um, I'm just looking up at my shelf, and I've got sort of everything, but uh, the box set for Duke Nukem, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, that was great, Sims, uh, Sim City, um, and Ultima, Ultima's another good one, Dragon's Lair, these are all sort of games from your Amiga and PC days, things like Seventh Guest, Dune, which is now a movie, there's one I have to mention, uh,
0: Jay doesn't have it, but he has a similar game to it. In the mid-90s, there was a, a game called Dracula Has Risen, yeah, uh, or Unleashed, sorry, it was Dracula oh. Unleashed. you got that, don't yes, you? Yes, and we got it on, it was a weird thing we got with a pack we bought for the Mega Drive. We had the Mega CD that came with it, oh. very briefly. Pretty fancy. E- yeah, Echo the, the Dolphin was a part of it, and there was a couple of car games too. But this was one of the first games where you actually had uh, video footage or cut scenes in there that I first ever saw. Yep. And it took us a long time to, to finish it. I mean, it was difficult because it was like Choose Your Own Adventure. If you yeah. didn't stick to the right um, storyline, you could get killed. Dracula mm. would get you each time. And me and my brother were frustrated for the first week because we kept getting killed every single day. <laughs> So yeah. it was a, like a, a work in progress kind of game. And also, you've got to remember at the time too, you didn't have the internet as
1: much as you have it now to rely on Cheeks. Oh, no. no! I think in my early days, I didn't have the internet at all. I was dialing into BBS, or bulletin boards. So that was crazy. So much fun. But that game, I remember it was one of the first uh, 0055 numbers you
0: had to ring yeah, if you wanted to tell a minute. And my mum and dad, they hated those numbers. Any parent of that <laughs> period will tell you that. So my mum, we had to beg them, me and my brother, like, help, please, we need this. And they're like, all right, just one phone call. And my brother
1: wrote it all down so we were able to finish it that all changed with the internet didn't it like um, them although when the internet first started like there were no local call dial-ups i had to dial canberra which was a little bit dearer and i'd have to use it after 10 o'clock on a sunday to make it
0: affordable i remember after seven was a big deal with phones if you wanted to call family it was the best time to call was after seven
1: yeah we take it for granted now that's just on our phones but yeah those old double double five numbers crazy Oh, yeah. Ringed oh, up A big yeah. bill. Got now, a as lot an of adult
0: now, and looking at the way bills are, I completely understand uh, why my parents lost their minds
1: when they found out what we were ringing. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And I, I think they employed people just to sit on the other end and have, like, a book of cheat codes that they could read out to you. And I, I remember seeing a documentary of it, and someone was like, oh, it's the best job ever. You just got to sit there and play video games and get paid for it. It was awesome. And you could get, get like... Um, hints, oh, I don't know how to get past this level and they'd let you know and what to do. It was great. I bet you most
0: of them wrote down those as well for themselves. Yep. Absolutely there was a movie in the late 80s called the wizard which starred fred uh, savage from the wonder years and it was one of the first movies to sort of tap into the fact that gaming was getting popular and i remember in the movie it was the first time we saw the third super mario brothers which they released at the time they actually did a contest because of that film that actually went for a couple of years with sega and nintendo and it was a big deal at that time period Uh, But nowadays you have championship gaming uh, situations now all the time, whether in person or online. But it was one of those first times, like Jay says, we sort of took it for granted at the
1: time Mm. without realising what it was going to become yeah and they used to also have their LAN competitions you'd lug your big beige box computer around to your friend's house and hook it up to their network and battle out on quake or doom or one of those sort of things i I never really did that
0: pretty much the hybrid would become with halo essentially yeah, with games. online gaming yes but, and i I remember seeing a bit of that at that time period too and not realising what it was going to become. But by the end of the 90s is when it exploded and started turning into what it is now. That's really when that uh, situation happened.
1: Yeah, you know, I guess gaming has just blown up now with PS, uh, PlayStation and Xbox and all the other consoles. It's um, a big market. But also I
0: agree with the fact that when we were playing, much like what we talked about earlier with 80s horror, It was for a select few that played games and watched those sort of movies and then by the end of the 90s as I've said Really, when it became universal and more widespread, mm. anyone could be a gamer, boy yeah. or girl. Yep. It was for everyone, and that's where it really changed. And also, because you've got a lot of parents now who are our age who grew up with these, they're introducing yep. their children to
1: these older gaming consoles and games that they're trying to pass that love on to them. Absolutely. I'll be um, teaching my young son all about the 8 bit computer consoles and stuff as he grows up, and uh, lucky him gets to inherit all my junk when I die.
0: At least you know where it's going.
1: Yeah. Cool. All right. That was a good chat. So we'll wrap it up and um, catch everyone next episode. I don't know what we're going to do yet, but we'll we'll have something in store for you.
0: Definitely work in progress, folks, but we're definitely enjoying ourselves. We hope you are too, and we hope you're enjoying listening to us.
1: Awesome. All right. Take care, everyone. Have a good one. Bye.
0: Retro Guardians.